Good evening, everyone. It's Tuesday Skews Day, uh, July 26th, 2022. I'm uh, Mark Aging, not Trey Crowder, and joining me tonight is the Buttercream Dream, the Chief Hidden Officer of Wilbur Incorporated himself, Corey Ryan Forrester. How you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy, I'm good. How are you? Hey, everybody. Sorry if you're just now logging off because you saw me, but yep, I'm here for Trey. He's on the road. I hope y'all are going to see him, but if you're not, I hope you're sitting in bed watching us. Yeah, there's a, there's a graphic Corey made of himself uh, <laughs> usurping uh, Trey like he's the Mad King. Uh, oh, like that's it. the graphic I'm going to make next time, me on the Iron Throne. There you go. I got a cool picture of myself on the Iron Throne, the new one, the new one for the House of the Dragon show. It's bigger and badass bad, bad, bad at Comic-Con last week. That was pretty cool. Like uh, Sitting on a, a throne of death felt way better. I can see why it appeals to people. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. You were at Comic Con, and I was at home outlining notes for a podcast. I feel like we had switched roles completely. Did you have fun? Yeah, I did. I was only there for like a day and a half, uh, mostly doing work That's stuff. Enough. But it's it's definitely a scene. It's definitely, I didn't get to, yeah. I didn't get to see the, the hall later or any of the, any of the big shit. I didn't get to go into the panels or see the you know the people clapping like 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 chimpanzees for trailers <laughs> yeah 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 dude yeah. i mean that's i get hyped for that like i've always wanted to go because like but comic con is regardless of if you're there it's a huge day for like if you're a marvel or dc fan because they mm. they do announce all the stuff and it's i mean you know i get pretty i get way more pumped about that than i do the nfl draft and i'm a pretty big football fan you know Dude, it's not just nerd stuff anymore. Yellowstone had a Comic Con yeah. panel. It's like really, oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Everything's there. A uh, couple things before we get to the show. Uh, so, broke late this evening. Uh, turns out, Justice Department probing January sixth is examining Trump shit. I don't know. Uh, apparently, they they got a hold to a bunch of records in April, and uh, uh, Mike Pence's chief of staff is the highest level dude to testify testify for the grand jury. That's Mark Short. We're gonna. We're going to talk about him a little more in a second because uh, he, he had a moment where he really hit this week. Um, a dude that used also, to work for Mike Pence really hit this week? Yeah. Uh, oh. Only because he's picking on somebody even more shitty, but we'll get to that in a right. second. Uh, so this New York Times also got a hold of a bunch of emails inside the Trump campaign that came out today. And this is so – It's let me read, read this from you. This is your emails uh, back and forth between Jack Willinchek and Boris Epstein, uh, who is a, he's a bunch of local news heads for Trump. And he's also Boris Epstein. Yeah. That is a Hollywood conjured villain name. If I ever heard yeah. one in my life. Yep. Yep. You got a Russian. Uh, yeah. Definitely sounds like a, like a, like a mob, a Russian mob goon. Uh, so he's, well, we should just be sending in fake electoral votes to Pence. So someone in Congress can make an objection when they start counting votes and argue that the quote fake end quote votes should be counted. Uh, that's from Willinchek to Epstein. And then Epstein, uh, then a follow-up email, Willinchek wrote, the alternative votes is probably a better term than the fake ones, adding a smiley face emoji. So <laughs> They're still on that Kellyanne Conway shit. That is hilarious. Dude, The that is admitting you're planning a crime, yeah. <laughs> cognizance of guilt, and doing it on work email, in a, which makes it a conspiracy. Right. And I'm just like... That is such a, like, it's basic, forget all the other high-level electoral crimes, it's basic fraud. You can't file a fake document with the fucking government if you're anybody but these assholes. I was and about I to say, know. like, you get it from their perspective because of everything that they've already done and got away with. They're like, guys, no, I know it seems like we shouldn't do this right out in the open, but like, I'm telling you, nothing ever really happens. Like, let's just do it. Dude, if you and me get caught shoplifting and we're within 40 yards of each other, we're going to have a conspiracy to commit organized theft like charge. Like <laughs> prosecutors are so fucking creative with charging anybody else. Like we talked about the show before, but like because of a, a dude just got hit with a felony murder charge because he was lookout for a shoplifter who a cop tried to shoot and missed Ooh. him and a bystander. Oh. And the lookout got hit with a murder charge. Right, dude. And, <laughs> and these guys, or I can't like it, it's just like uh, I know we have a two tier system of justice, but like Jesus Christ, if you if you have more than thirty bucks to rub together, you cannot go to prison. Uh, another <laughs> we talked we talked about uh, the last January sixth hearing on our Patreon episode uh, uh, that we taped Friday. Uh, I don't want to go too deep into it, but I do want to say, Corey, did you see the video of Josh Howley running away? 
You have to have seen it, right? I haven't seen the video, but I saw I saw everybody making jokes about mm. you know, like of course I saw like him photoshopped on like Forrest Gump's head. That was pretty good, yeah. and it became <laughs> it became one of those things that I saw so much about it uh, and didn't see the thing that now I'm like I'm not going to see the thing. I'm you know I don't care to go back and look at the thing, but I but I hear that he. Uh, Tuck tail and ran or some shit like that. Yeah, he, he not he, not only did he run, but he runs funny. And uh, yeah, they, they made up. They <laughs> did it. The thing that hit for me, we talked about this on Friday, but they did. Uh, they they just it had nothing to do with it. No information contained in it. It was just to embarrass him. They just made a meme, and it worked. They had a, people bladed a bunch of music over it. All of it hit for me. Um, in well, other to, news, to hold on though, like this really happened because you know that I've made it. I've I joke about it, but it's true. The only time I learn about what's going on in the world is when I co-host skews and you tell me stuff. Otherwise, I don't know anything. I have always gotten Josh Colley and Madison Cawthorn confused. So when I saw (laughs) when I saw that news, I was like, (laughs) I know. I was like, oh my god, it's a miracle. So it, it struck me a little bit different. He can walk again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you had a bit you wanted to do. I don't know anything about it, but uh, before we get to that, uh, do you know who Lee Zeldin is, Corey? Lee Zeldin. No, I don't. I'm not familiar. Sounds like a Harry Potter teacher. All right. He is a uh, MAGA congressman from Suffolk County, New York, who's running. He's the Republican nominee for governor in New York. And he was doing a campaign event over the weekend, and a drunk guy stumbled on the stage and tried to take the mic out of his hand, and they got mm-hmm. charged. I'll tell you what he got charged for in a second because it's relevant. But he was holding like um, it was like a kitty kitty cat keychain. It's like well, it's like it's made for it's like brass knuckles, but it's made for yeah. like a kitty cat, so it just looks like a keychain. But it's but anyway, he did have that on his hands, and I'm not going to say that the whole, the weapon's disguised as a kitty cat. It is a weapon. I'm not going to say it's not a weapon. People are like oh, those pussies are afraid of getting getting hit with a kitty. But cat it's like keychain. a weapon that women carry in parking garages, right? Like one yeah. of those gimmicks. Yeah, like you know. Yeah. Um, so he, he got tackled before he did anything. It's not even really clear what he was up to. He was just drunk and he has mental health issues. He's like a war veteran. He was somewhat confused and thought he was insulting veterans or something. told him. It doesn't really matter. Lee Zeldin's main thing is running against New York's bail reform laws, which make it no cash bail for like misdemeanors and nonviolent felonies. Because, I don't know, you shouldn't be held against your will in custody when you haven't sure. been convicted of a crime yet unless you're a danger yeah. to others. So it's pretty straightforward. But they... they they're on this thing where, like, you're being soft on crime if you don't lock people up indefinitely who haven't been convicted of anything. So um, <laughs> the guy got released without bail, which Lee Zeldin made a big deal out of. But the thing is, the prosecutor in that county, they were in Morgan County, I think, is a big Zeldin supporter who had hosted a fundraiser for him. She apparently created a fake made-up lesser charge. Not fake, but a <laughs> r- much rarely charged one. An alternative charge. Yes, attempted assault which doesn't qualify as a violent felony so therefore he will be released without bail so then lee zeldman could say the guy that hit him wasn't being held because prosecutors again the prosecutor supports him is soft on crime i just want to say everyone involved in this is full of shit fuck them all (laughs) i hate them so much i'm not going to say that the attack itself was a false flag because you're going to do a false flag attack you don't do it with a kitty cat keychain but everything (laughs) that happened since then is total horseshit. Uh, fuck Lee Zeldin. All right. So you wanted. You said you had some questions you wanted. I to do. Ask. I do. I have uh, David Letterman style here. I've got some questions because, as I said at the top of the show, the only time I get my news is from Skews, specifically when I'm actually on here co-hosting. So, Mark, I'm going to need you to catch me up on what's going on in the world. I have three questions here. You can right. take as much time on them or as little time on them as you want. Number one, what's the deal with Ukraine? What's going on in Ukraine? I have no idea. A uh, bunch of people dying. Uh, uh-huh. Russia is running out of gas, literally, and uh, it's not quite clear. They can't really they can't resupply their own their own troops, and all the equipment's busted because forty years of corruption is like they just go to start the tank and there's no engine in it because somebody sold it. Right, uh, shit like that, and we're giving them long way. Uh, the whole world's been given a long range artillery, so they can just hit Russian ammo depots, even in Russian deep uh, territory. So it's not looking good. Like they could obviously just nuke Ukraine, but as far as a conventional sure. war, unless they do like society wide total war mobilization, like you know, go back to World War II stuff where they draft their women and children and everything, I think they're probably uh, can't sustain this war ever much longer. So, but what they can do. Is cut off energy supplies to the West and uh, keep Ukraine bogged down where they can't. Because like 60% of the world's grain comes from Ukraine. So they can starve Africa and Asia as, to punish the whole world for not just relenting. 
and uh, drive and, you know, drive up American inflation and uh, make Americans more hungry, too. So they can do that. So that's 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 their weapon of mass destruction they're setting up is uh, freezing, freezing Germany in the winter and starving everyone else. So, yeah. There you go. OK, well, you sort of answered my second question there. Is Putin still alive? Yeah, as far as I know. <laughs> it's a simple one. And uh, my third and final questions, uh, question, uh, gas prices, good or bad? What's going on? I see that they were they were up, which, of course, everybody is like up bad when it comes to gas. Mm-hmm. Biden did that, you know, all them little stickers. Now gas prices going down, but somehow still bad. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, and, and people don't like paying, paying for stuff don't hit. Right. Well, of course. So, and in general, I want things to be as cheap as possible. So it's definitely going to like the gas prices are following following. I just gassed up our car today. It was still six dollars a gallon in Los Angeles. But that's down from what it was. But of course, that could be just one gas because I don't pay attention to gas prices. Somebody just no, me either. I, yeah. I, I never because like they only differentiate one penny per, you know, like gas. And and mm-hmm. and, my, and this is this is my privilege talking for sure. I can <laughs> I can. uh I'll be the first to admit this is my privilege talking because I'm not hurting for money. But like when I go to get gas, it's just like, I mean, I'm filling up my tank regardless of what it says. So I'm not looking yeah. at it. You know what I mean? I, look, I did. I did that when I was broke as shit, too, though. I just yeah, don't pay right. attention to stuff like that. Yeah, because like there was one gas station in L.A. The guy got caught. He they like, why are your gas prices eight dollars a gallon? He's like, I don't know. I was just seeing people pay it. And they did. Yeah. And they did. Because really no one yeah. looks at it. Right. Because we assume, like you said, it's only like one or two pennies or maybe five cents difference. It's not in five cents difference. over 10 gallons, 50 cents. Maybe they want to cross the street for 50 cents, you know, but like, did you, but, did you see where but, Staples got caught doing that shit? No, what they do. So, so like because of Amazon, like p- places like Staples are not going to be, I can't believe they're around right now, but basically Staples knows that if you're running into Staples, it means that you don't have time to order something off Amazon. So they uh-huh. would have like Ethernet cables for like $900 where they're fi- <laughs> they're they're $15 on Amazon. But in their mind, they were like, if one person buys this, <laughs> we're good. And like, of course, some idiots did. Yeah. I mean, if like if insulin companies could do it, why can't fucking Staples? There you uh, go. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, tonight we're talking about Democrats spending money to help Republicans because they're smarter than us, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that. But first, let's talk. We got a plenty of dumbasses to get into. Matt, graphic, please. All right, tonight's dumbass. Uh, it's not the funniest one, I don't think, but it is the most important because. Uh, this has become somewhat of a meme on the right. And uh, I guess what I want to say, the dumb, tonight's Daily Dumbass is women for not getting lip fillers before heading to Planned Parenthood. Matt, hit the video. <laughs> Have you watched these pro-abortion, pro-murder rallies? The people are just disgusting. Like, why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. Ah, uh, you got it, Matt. These people are that, odious on the inside and out. Dude, that, that is that's literally Atticus Finch's defense in To Kill a Mockingbird as to why <laughs> as to why Miss Mayel didn't get raped. Because no, who would want to do that? Like that's literally straight from the book. Yeah, he's also talking about like you know just regular sex and stuff, which I don't know how to say this to uh, to Gates, who let, let's be honest, uh, ain't Tom Cruise, um, mm-hmm. but like I'm a you know a pretty solid four. You're a six and a half. I just want to say straight up. Oh, thank you, be, Mark. I please be fucking, dude. We fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we for fuck. sure. Yeah, Th- has uh, he not looked around at his base? You know what I'm saying? Like ugly people, ugly dumbasses meet, fuck, and they have little Republican babies. It's the way of the world. <laughs> I also the thing that pissed me off is this is like uh, a really bad version of a George Carlin bit from like 30, 40 years ago. Yes. Like he's like, he did the same opening bet in like three or four specials. It was like, how about the people that are most against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place, right? <laughs> and I was, and it, it's so funny when he says it. Yeah. Because he has delivery and timing, and also it was thirty four. And came years from ago. a good place, right? Yeah, and is the, you had the correct target, you know, on behalf of people's freedom and so forth. Um, but like, I, I don't know where to place like the idea. 
Yeah. I don't I didn't know what to say about it. It's so well, fucking it's just gross. The idea, like, I, he's trying to be funny, okay? Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, it's a comedy bit from 30 years ago, but like, it just, it doesn't track or make any sense because I'm not going to sit here and... T- First off, I've seen some real hot women protesting, okay? Mm-hmm. I have. I've seen some real hot ones. But regardless, like... The notion that ugly people don't fuck is insane because that is how ugly people get made. And we have, and you remember the Seinfeld episode, 95% of the society, undateable, completely undateable. (laughs) Like most people are ugly. I'm a nine in Georgia, only in Uh Georgia. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. So what you're talking about here is like natural selection, right? So if, if ugly people aren't reproducing, why are there no ugly people? That's part of it. But also, they don't believe in natural selection, so you must believe that only good-looking people are having sex, and guys just out here making ugly people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Exactly. Guys just like gotta make some uglies. Oh god. All right. Uh, so remember, we talked about Mark Short at the top of the show, Mike Pence's chief of staff. Uh, oh yeah, the guy staff, that hit this week. President. Yeah, yeah. So let's watch him hit because he got a pretty good burn in on Matt Gates. Uh, here we go. Our America is proudly ultra. MAGA, not some low-energy roadside rhino safari. (laughs) On that note, let me just say what everybody here knows. Mike Pence will never be president. (laughs) Nice guy. He's not wrong there. No, it's true. He's not wrong. (laughs) Mark? Well, I don't know if Mike Pence will run for president in 2024, but I don't think Matt Gates will have an impact on that. In fact, I'd be surprised if he was still voting. It's more likely he'll be in prison for child sex trafficking by 2024. Boom! And I'm actually surprised <laughs> <that> <laughs> law enforcement still allows him to speak to teenage like, conferences for, like that. You so, can turn it off, Matt. I'm like, not too worried about By, like, CNN standards, that's Def Jam comedy shit. Yeah, I, 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 as soon as you said that, I was like, that is that is like uh, that is like live at the Apollo when the dude comes out and hits you with the shepherd stick. Like, that's that's pretty, that's a walk-off right there. Yeah, Sandman, the Sandman. We come yeah, the Sandman. Yeah, sweet people love, yeah. yeah. Love the Sandman. Uh, all right, moving on. Our next Daily Dumbass honorable mention is Vince McMahon for being too big of a pervert to be available to produce this shit. Hit it, man. <laughs> Or maybe not. Here we go. go. That is... The Undertaker's theme song. That is the Undertaker's (laughs) theme song being played before Donald Trump's uh, rally in Arizona over the weekend. And... The, I'm glad we had the buttercream, buttercream dream himself on to talk about this because uh, we're going to talk about wrestling for a minute. So the Undertaker. I bet it's going to be longer in a minute, buddy. What? So Undertaker, Undertaker's uh, kayfabe brother's Kane, right? He's not the Undertaker's brother in real life, or is he? He's not the Undertaker's brother in real life. Glenn Jacobs, okay. uh, aka Kane, aka I- Isaac Yankum, which was his first uh, character, who was a, a badass dentist. Uh, no, they're not brothers. <laughs> they're not brothers in real life, but they are brothers in Christ, I believe, and in Trump. Okay. So, so the Undertaker's brother. Uh, what's his real name, Corey? What's Kane's real name? Glenn Jacobs. Glenn Jacobs is now like the mayor of some city in Tennessee. Knox right now, County. Right? Knox County. So the Undertaker's brother went into politics and the president became the Undertaker. That's where America's at right now. <laughs> yeah. And they also played a remix of Hulk Hogan's music. If you have that, Matt, uh, you blew that up now. Because I don't know what the fuck they're doing because they are, one's a heel, one, I guess Hogan went heel for a little bit in NWO days. And he but. was just as famous as a heel as he was a babyface. I mean, with the NWO, inarguably. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably his heyday, I guess. You play right. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for your rights. Fight for your rights. Sorry, I get hype. All right, the funny thing about this one is they didn't just play it once, they had to play it twice because they played it this first time and then Trump was two hours late so they had to restart the rally and play it again. <laughs> Where was this rally at? Arizona. He was, uh, he was uh, uh, he, promoting Kerry uh, Lake who's running for governor and uh, Blake Masters who's Peter Thiel's puppet who's running for the Senate against uh, uh, Astronaut Guy. I can't remember his name right now. Mark something. Astronaut um, Guy. 
Yeah, the, the senator used to be an astronaut. His wife's the one, the congressman that got congresswoman that got shot. Uh, anyway, it doesn't Ooh. matter. Who is. Um, so oh, during that Steve, softball game? No, that was a Republican named Steve Police. The guy, Gabby Giffords, is the one that got shot in Arizona. She was a congresswoman mm. in Arizona. Mark uh, Kelly. So, Mark Kelly, that's it, yeah. So Trump's speech was very long and stupid. It's not really worth going <laughs> into. Oh, come on. He's, he once again suggested executing drug dealers, which uh, a lot of drug, some drug dealers are mean and cruel. You got your El Chapo's, your, uh, you know, Omar from the, uh, sorry, uh, My, Marlo from the wire. But most drug yeah. dealers, people like them. They yeah, give, right. They sell exactly. drugs at a very federal price. I'm not sure we should be giving them a death penalty. And uh, Kari Lake called him a Superman. She literally, she called Trump, uh, she sort of said he could fly, which is mm. wild. He also did his <laughs> war on Christmas, war on Christmas bit in fucking July. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christmas in July, baby, we're heating up for it. That's the one that, like, it's never going to go anywhere. And my argument to it will always be the same. And it's the most logical thing in the world. It's like, dude, first off, no one gives people when people say happy holidays, it's not removing Christmas, it's including everything. Also, I know plenty of people, I still say Merry Christmas. I'll say both. I'll say happy holidays, Merry Christmas, because I've never heard anyone, no matter how left wing or whatever they are if they hear merry christmas go excuse me what did you just say to me like never never once it completely christmas at this point transcends religion christmas is a motherfucking hallmark holiday it is a hallmark holiday completely driven by corporations in this world capitalism always wins Fucking cinema is going to come out with 19 Christmas movies this year in which they will all say Merry Christmas. As long as you can make money off of Santa Claus's fat fucking ass, we're going to say Merry Christmas. Shut the fuck up, you lying, fear-mongering dipshits, and Merry Christmas. It would be funny. I got a quick story about that in a second, but it would be funny if to counteract that, like Muslims change Ramadan into a holiday where you get 30 <laughs> days worth of like expensive TVs and shit. And then yeah. Best Buy was making us employees wish everyone happy Ramadan. <laughs> that would be great. Drive people insane. That's how you win that cap- capitalism war. Um, <clears throat> oh, the second thing is like I, I bagged groceries when I was in high school. And it's just like in the holidays, just going to have the same Merry Christmas or whatever. Of course. And uh, we had one Muslim uh, group uh, community in, in my little small town. I don't know if they homeschooled the kids or whatever because I never saw him in school. But like, you know, they, they, they had, I only knew they were Muslim because they did. They, 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 had, they had, wore head wraps and dresses and right. hijabs. Hijabs. And they'd be coming to the grocery store. And one day I bite at their groceries and I was like, Merry Christmas. And I felt like a huge dumbass immediately because yeah, right. we used to have it. And you know what they said? Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. right. So Dude, exactly. Yeah. Dude, I'm the least I'm the least religious person that I know like in my in my hometown. And I mm-hmm. I get hyped for Christmas cuz again like it it's, has, it's it has completely transcended. I don't I'd say that most people in the world when they hear Merry Christmas, they, the first thing they think of isn't Jesus's birthday, even if they're super religious because Christmas is just a time when we people are out of school and like, you know, Hollywood shut down for for us at least. Like it's mm-hmm. fun. I, again, I, if I heard somebody go, oh, please don't say Merry Christmas to me, I would be pissed off at them. You know what I'm saying? Like just it's but no, but nobody is doing that. Like yeah. no one on earth is doing that. There's probably some really annoying person who probably is like, excuse yeah. me, it's happy, but but like they're sure, like, but like fuck one them. Yeah, fuck <laughs> them. They they write for Jezebel. Who gives a shit? We don't listen to them. Uh, my favorite bit Trump did was this weird thing. And I guess the honorary, honorary dumbass here is, a, uh, the honorable mention daily dumbass is, uh, racist for leaving their doors unlocked. Cause otherwise this doesn't make any sense. You got this video, man. You're very, hey Joe, you're very popular, Joe. You probably share Joe Alpayo. What are the, oh, those are nice days. Mm-hmm. You had Sheriff Joe, and you had no problems with illegal immigrants pouring into your living room. He's tough. The living room. But he's fair. <laughs> and he- <I> live- <laughs> well, back when Sheriff Joe was, was around, you had no problems with illegal, illegal immigrants coming in your living room, eating your Stealing your Hulu password. It was really railroaded. Let me tell you, that guy was railroaded. <laughs> You're very- Del- deleting your shows off your TiVo. <laughs> 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 this is like... Uh, Oh, God. I don't even know. Like, first of all, Arpaio was a sheriff. He shouldn't have even been doing immigration enforcement. He was yeah, sheriff right. of Wicopa County. He's not, his responsibility is stuff like 
you know, evicting people from their houses. That's what the sheriff's deputies do. Uh, but he, instead, he, what he did was he ran those prison work camps where he made the, the prisoners wear, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, pink uniforms while they did slave labor. So that, that's what they think being a conservative is now. Um, and next honorable, honorable mention, Daily Dumbass, is the Hamburglar for losing his number one spot in the Hamburgling rankings. Uh, you got this oh, no. video, Matt. Then they have me throw, throwing food, throwing food in the White House. I don't throw food in the White House. I don't throw food anywhere. I eat the food, which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> His timing is amazing. <laughs> uh, you, you might not know what he's referring to, Corey. There was a story about... Um, about the ketchup uh, on the wall? Yeah, yeah. Cassidy Hutchinson, or whatever her name was, who was a Mark Meadows chief of staff, testified to the January 6th committee that... He got so mad when he saw that uh, uh, Bill Barr had said the election wasn't stolen that he threw his food against the wall and ketchup <laughs> ran down it. Uh, <laughs> let's do this uh, last one, Matt, and then we'll then we'll move on because I think we got to get to the segment. Um, the dumbass here is drugs for not winning the war on drugs in this one exact case. Uh, this one hits for me. Did we lose Matt? Yeah, I think we're having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Oh, yeah, he said, give me like 30 seconds. Got to check my internet. Well, hey, <laughs> while we got 30 seconds, y'all should check out my new podcast, Putting on Airs with Trey Crowder, the guy I'm filling in for. It's a show where two hillbilly dipshits talk about fancy people culture. I think you'll really like it. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, what was the last episode on, uh, Corey? The last episode we did was on, that is a good question, I don't remember. Oh, Princess Diana, the marriage of Princess Diana and Charles and Trey did the Venn diagram between uh, fancy people and rednecks, and the subject was fishing. So, very fun episode. I do want to, yeah, there it goes, putting on airs. I, I do, the Princess Di thing, like, it, if you look at it through another lens, so Charles is in love with Camilla Porco Bowles the whole time, right? The whole time, and, and was very open about it with Princess yeah. Di. Yeah, and so, but his mom wouldn't let him marry Camilla because she didn't look like a princess or whatever. So she exactly. did this arranged marriage with Princess Di, and through it all, he maintained this burning passion for Camilla Marco Parker Bowles. And eventually, like if you if you if you squint just slightly differently, it's a true mm -hmm. love story about a Chris Boyle. <laughs> I agree. No, I agree, man. Like I, I came out of all my research feeling completely different about Charles. It's like, look, he he was open with her the whole time. He's like, listen, I love Camilla Parker Bowles. It's just that she's, and it was only because she wasn't a virgin. Like that was it. She wasn't a virgin. She was a woman about town, so he couldn't be with her. So he was like, I'm gonna marry you, the virgin, and I'm gonna step out, as it's called, with Camilla Parker Bowles. I'm happy for the guy. Rich people romance is always different, and the only part that bothers me is, you know, uh, Prince Andrew. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, so now we're going to talk about the world again. A rim resetting, the dumbass here is drugs for losing the war on drugs this one occasion. There we go, man. You know, in in politics and over you know the last 10, 20, 30 years, no one. I mean, Matt, yeah. Don't worry about it, Matt. What, so that's Mike. Well, I can't paying attention. I, no one was looking at what they were I doing. I certainly didn't. I was on crack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good excuse. I can't really use that. Dude, Honestly, dude. good joke. <laughs> it, it, it is a good joke. Like, that was, I mean, fuck that guy, but like, you can't, not, I mean, at least he's honest. And I got to tell you, I don't know if I've told you this, Mark, and I, I feel ashamed of this. In my wrestling group chat, uh, where we all like trade belts and stuff and talk wrestling, um, we, we do every year we do a secret Santa and the guy that drew my name last year, because he knows that like, I, you know, I'm a, a liberal queer as they call me. Uh, he got me a, my pillow. That's the thing that he got me. And uh -huh. can I tell you, Mark, phenomenal you pillow, <laughs> phenomenal. Even if you were on crack, you could get a good night's sleep on the, my pillow. I'm here to hey. tell you. The man didn't sleep for like 10 years because he was on crack, so he knew he wanted a good night's sleep when he got off of it. It really would be an American dream story if he didn't use all the millions he made selling what I, what I had always assumed, and you just informed me you're awesome pillows, uh, if it wasn't for the thing where he used all that money to overthrow the election. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, he, he sucks. But again, the man, uh, the man there's, a, there's a reason he had all that money. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, uh, buy my pillow. Or we have a coupon code. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, tonight we're talking about. I've been reading a series of stories that infuriate me for reasons we're going to explain. Uh, Democrats have been fundraising a bunch of money, and what they're doing with that money is using it to buy ads to support Republicans in primary campaigns. Um, we'll start with this one. Politic. This is an article from uh, Politico. Open secrets. Political groups and nonprofits aligned with the Democratic Party have spent forty-four million dollars to boost the profile of far-right candidates. Democrat strategy is rooted in the belief that these candidates will be easier to defeat in the general election. My I haven't heard God. that before. I haven't heard that before. 2015, yeah. 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been doing. It's going to be a cakewalk, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. So one of one of these cases is especially egregious to me. We're gonna get to that later on. But like they've been they did this in Maryland. They picked they pretty much picked the Republican nominee for Maryland, who probably won't be a problem because it's Maryland. It's a pretty blue state, and they have a Republican governor right now that's Larry Hogan, who's anti-MAGA and you know says and does all the right stuff, even though he's horrifically corrupt, which we won't we don't have time to get into right now. Um, they they've elevated Doug Mastriano in uh, Pennsylvania, who's probably gonna lose to Josh Shapiro. Um, they they do it with Blake Masters in Arizona. Um, and they, the thing that is, is crazy to me, they, they've also blew a bunch of money. They, they blew a bunch of money on Republican primary guys who lost right. and had no hope of winning. Right. <laughs> so they just, right. they just lit money on fire. And this is like, I just want to remind everybody that like state legislatures are making a lot of important decisions right now around stuff like abortion. And those seats are much, much cheaper to influence and buy. And so right. the price of one of the, the $44 million they've spent elevating magaloons they could have like won a bunch of state legislature races instead of just trying to make their lives slightly easier at the statewide level do you know what i'm saying yes and it's just the other side of the coin of the thing that in my opinion democrats always do which is like they never spend any time trying to i won't say rebrand themselves but like instead of spending time working on the brand figuring out how they can make their constituents happy they spend all of their time and energy into focusing on the republicans and shit like that you know does that make Uh sense yeah like like just do your like you should be trying to invigorate the democratic vote and they have done the absolute worst job of that for Nearly my, I mean, my entire adult life, like, you know, Obama, obviously that was a craze. But since then, it has, the Democrats pitch has always been, at least we're not insert this person here. You know what I mean? Like that, that's it. That's like, let's, let's highlight how crazy this person is. Just fucking, why don't you spend that money on campaigning and actually trying to come through and fulfilling the promises that you make that make me vote for you reluctantly, you dumb motherfuckers. Like, why? Why? Dude, if there, there's a group, I can't forgive me, I can't remember the name of the organization right now, but they're a socialist organization in Appalachia. And what they do is they go around, they, they do like Habitat for Humanity stuff. It's like, oh, you're, you're, you, need, you need your porch fixed. We'll come fix your porch. They don't talk about politics. They just go around helping people, right? Right. And it builds, builds community support and trust. Just think about it. The Democrats took that $44 million and say paid a bunch of like, bought some lawnmowers and staffed up some landscaping crews. And right. went around and mowed old people's yards. Yes. Yes, that dude. That's a great. No, that's perfect. Like that. I know that you just kind of pulled that out of your butt, but like, that's great. Like actually do some good. Like I I just, I mean, I know I, I have to believe that these democratic strategists are smarter people than me and you, because if they're not, then me and you are sorely underpaid and undervalued in society. So I have to believe that they are, but dude, paying giving money to republic like i can't find any world in which this makes any a modicum of goddamn sense yeah i mean they i I, it's not that they're not smart it's just that uh when you're when you're a campaign consultant who makes your money off ad buys and you go to them and say right i have an idea to spend 44 million dollars on ad buys let me do it and they pay you to run the ad buys you were smart in the sense you created a job for yourself and made a bunch of fucking money for yourself. That's true. Whether you're, whether you're smart at winning elections is a whole different thing, and that's why the whole consulting class needs to go get real jobs. But um, And it's possible so, that they were working on Republican campaigns four years ago. Yeah. Because these, these dudes get traded out like the writer's room for WWE, man. Like it's a rotating <laughs> corner. Uh, yeah, I knew, I, I knew a guy who got hired for WWE and fired in three days. You can't even fuck up bad enough to get fired in three days unless you set something on fire. I know uh, a girl who literally got the same thing, got hired and fired in, I think it was four days, so she beat it. Uh, 
Uh, the one that pissed me off the most was in Illinois for a lot of reasons. One is the bulk of the spending. They spent $35 million in ads alone in Illinois. Uh, the, gov- the incumbent, uh, this is a race where the incumbent is Democrat J.B. Pritzker. He's pretty popular. Uh, there's n- rumors of him running for president. I don't know how far he'll make it now. Um, J.D. Pritzker? So, J.B. Pritzker. Not going to win. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just being I'm just being real here. Like Pritzker, that's not going to do it right now. I I wish, yeah. but you know, Obama pulled it off. But of course, he's a once in a generation uh, dude. You talent. can't right yeah. outlier amongst outliers. <clears throat> uh, so he's the incumbent in a very blue state. This should be a layup race if the Republicans dug up fucking Dwight Eisenhower and ran him against this guy, right? <laughs> So, but instead, what they did is they spent thirty-five million elevating the Magaloon over top of the centrist Republican. Um, this is the—it's believed the most money ever spent by a rival political party on another political race. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, of course it is. What other idiot would spend thirty-five million on, on an opponent on, on picking their own opponent? Opponent. Um, am the I race- the only? Am I the only one who thinks it's super dangerous for them to be operating under the guise that the far right lunatics are fringe? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they don't do they not realize now that that's the majority of those people? I think I, I watched a fascinating exchange. Um, uh, ben Collins is a reporter. I read a lot of part of him for he covers yeah, disinformation like and extremism for NBC News. And Nate Silver was going on about how he doesn't think QAnon actually influences anybody's politics. And he was like, uh, Nate, please go out and talk to people in the real world. Just please. Because <laughs> yeah, right. what they what they think is wild. And like it been at a take of the day. It's like people are going to uh, do focus group all this stuff and be surprised that people vote and not realizing like 40 percent of the country has been on Telegram workshopping legal ways to feed Anthony Fauci to dogs, right? It's just like, <laughs> so like the idea that elevating the lunatic <laughs> candidate is going to make them less electable it doesn't necessarily ring that true to me considering I think Hillary probably walks a dog walks a dog on Ted Cruz in 2016. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, for dude, with, he was the only one that was going to beat her. Yeah. You know what I mean? They and just, they didn't realize that. Because unhingedness reads authenticity to a lot of people. Cause why would you fake that? <laughs> right. A hundred anyway, like, like, so, like Trump got him excited. Like Ted Cruz has never gotten anybody excited nope, except, yeah, but, except for maybe the man who sells fucking white undershirts at the goodies. You know what I mean? But yeah, maybe the guy who likes, uh, who, who likes it when Ted watches Ted, uh, him fuck Ted's wife. Maybe that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, is he a so, cook? Is he a famous cook? <laughs> I don't know. Most of them are. I know Roger Stone and uh, is, and so is uh, Paul Manafort. Uh, so, so the Republican race um, was between these two guys: Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin, who's more of the centrist guy, and the far right candidate who's endorsed by Trump is a uh, state senator, Darren Bailey. Um, Pritzker's ad by the for the primaries was more than triple what Bailey had raised for his own campaign. So he spent three much his time. Uh, Pritzker's campaign spent three times the money. Getting Darren Bailey the nomination, then Darren Bailey spent getting Darren Bailey the nomination. All right, my God. And the thing is, the campaign ad they cut. This is an this is an anti Richard Irvin attack ad. Um, is fucking gross. And I want you to see what I'm talking about. Here's the ad the Prisker campaign. Richard Irvin's real record on crime for 15 years. Irvin has been a defense lawyer, profiting by defending some of the most violent and heinous criminals, domestic abusers, and sexual assault. A kidnapper who molested a child, reckless homicide, even accused child pornographers. Irvin's been getting rich by putting violent criminals back on our streets. Tell Richard Irvin to stop pretending to be tough on crime and start supporting policy. Yeah, you get the gist. Every lawyer defends shitty people. That's that's the game. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, if every shitty single... People- if it's shitty shit. people don't have rights, none of the rest of us do either. That's the point of the exactly. fucking Bill of Rights. And right. also we can't we just like we just went a two-year conversation about how people get railroaded for crimes they didn't do. And you have like this guy is accused of a crime. How dare he get a defense? Dude, also, I'm, yeah. The fact that Irvin is a black dude, so is Bailey, by the way, but this that feels racially tense, right? In a way that's not quite as bad as the Willie Horton ad, but it's pretty fucking bad, right? Right. Oh uh, yeah, for is sure. It, is, is that just in my head? Anyway. So 
a little bit about Richard Urban because <laughs> if you want our politics to get more sane, uh, when you actually find a decent Republican who's willing to have an actual intellectual debate with you about issues in a state that isn't overwhelmly Democratic in any way, it seems like you should let the guy win if he has a shot sure. at winning to sure. tamp down the craziness in the other party. Because when other candidates look at who, like, how should I run to win in a Republican primary? Should I run like Richard Irvin or should I run like Darren Bailey? You want them to run like Richard Irvin because he's yes. not a fucking lunatic. And also, like, I was trying to research his background outside of some weird cooking money shenanigans, you know, like stuff like, you know, he was a mayor who funneled some money to a campaign donor, like some contracts to a campaign donor, and his, uh, some, some used some city machinery to help out a client of his wife's or stuff. That's normal American corruption. <laughs> it <Right>. sucks, <laughs> but it's utterly banal, right? That's the biggest right. thing you find wrong with him. A little bit about his bio. Uh, he's the son of a single mom, graduated from public high schools, public college, served in the Army uh, in the Gulf War, which, you know, uh, I don't think anybody should all had to do that, but but still usually a resume booster for a guy running for office. For sure. Um, Went to law school. He's, he's worked as a substitute teacher uh, and a college professor. And after he graduated from law school, he served as assistant state's pro, uh, attorney for the Cook County State's Attorney's Office and the King County State Attorney's Office. He was named Aurora's first community prosecutor, an alternative law enforcement strategy designed to improve police relationships, relationships with residents and develop solutions to drugs, prostitutions, and other quality of life crimes. Um, as, as a prosecutor, he joined the U.S. Department of Justice's Weed and Seed program, which aimed to both aggressively combat crime in specified areas, but also provide redevelopment and social services. What I'm saying is, for a Republican, he sounds like a pretty sane, normal, nice dude. <laughs> I was about to say, all those are, uh, some, that's some pretty good bona fides, no matter how you shake it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is the guy they didn't want to run against. This is the yeah. guy who... They'd rather risk handing the keys to the governor's office to this guy instead. And I put this in the outline under it. Do you need it to be this fucking easy? Because Bailey is a goddamn lunatic. He was endorsed by Trump, rose to prominence in Illinois politics when he co-sponsored a bill that proposed allowing rural Illinois to separate from Chicago and form a, quote, new Illinois state. That's his bit. That was a big entree into politics. Was trying to secede rural Illinois. I was say, that's, that's, always, uh, that's always gone real well for everybody. Yeah, um, he's he's hardcore against abortion rights, and uh, in the alternative, uh, Irvin says he's pro life, but isn't really real loud about it, and says he doesn't. He, he refuses to talk about what he doesn't support, like a national right to life bill, or at least won't say. He, you know, yada yada yada. Um, he says there shouldn't be any separation of church and state, and he painted the door of his campaign bus uh, with the Bible verse Ephesians six ten to nineteen, which calls for followers to wear God's armor in a battle against quote evil rulers. End quote. Mm -hmm. Pritzker again gets Illinois Sally Blue State. He beat a Republican incumbent in 2018, 55 to 39. He does not need a layup like this. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he's he burned $35 million. It could have been used for anything else. Anything. To pick, to pick this guy to run against. Um, also, Build a homeless more, chateau with $35 million. Yeah, with a Playboy grotto for the homeless people. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before campaign appearance, there was a lot. Remember what happened July Fourth, the big Highland Park shooting, which is big news in Illinois. Uh, Bailey was on a live stream uh, right after that happened and said, "The shooter is still at large, so let's pray for justice to prevail, and then let's move on and celebrate the independence of this nation." And he got roasted for it and apologized. So hey, the yeah. shooter was still at large, <laughs> and he was saying to move on. He was saying, "Guys, this is old news." <laughs> Don't you guys know that there's probably another mass shooting going on right now as we speak? Can we let mm -hmm. this one go? Yeah. Move on. Uh, it's, time, <laughs> it's, it's, it's time for us to keep spiraling onward and upward, further and beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. <laughs> uh, so another thing to know about this race is like a lot of these Midwestern states are uh, politics are controlled by rivaling billionaire factions. And there were two billionaires facing off in the primary. And the billionaire that won via Bailey is a guy named uh, Richard Ehler. It's Ehler spelled E-U-H, -E Eli, Eline, sorry, E-U-H-L-E-I-N. I looked at the pronunciation because I want to make sure I got it right. Richard Eline is the heir to the Schlitz beer fortune. Ah. He has an unlimited amount of money to spend on this, and this is the guy J.B. Pritzker chose to risk, <laughs> risk giving the governor's mansion to. They, I, I, I was a big fan of their gay beer. Do you remember that one? Oh yeah, was that? What? It was, oh, a, was, far, it was oh. a Farley sketch, yeah. Schlitz gay beer. Yeah, that was a funny premise because it was like we, we did a regular beer commercial where you drink the beer and a hot, cool, cool people in bikinis show up, but they were dead. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I guess the question here is when, when what the Democratic Party is up to, 
The answer is how much do you trust them to win elections? Because I don't have a lot of faith I don't in their ability any. to actually follow through and do it. They, they're like this, they're juggling chainsaws here, and like <laughs> the analogy I came up with is like this is like you're swimming in shark infested waters, like trusting a lifeguard to uh, protect you. And you look up and the lifeguard is drunk in water wings and his plans to toss shum in the water to encourage you to swim faster. Right. And, the, like, and yeah. And the, and the sharks are paying him, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like, it's one of those situations where the sharks are slipping him money being like, Hey, come on, we help you. You help mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Cause like they're worried. Well, turnout might be too low. Well, we got to scare the voters, but making the stakes of this so horrific. If they don't vote, they'll be afraid they'll fucking die. And that's like their plan. And you could just do stuff for people. I mean, to me, dude, you've, you've said it right there. To me, that seems like, and like it's, it, looking back, it's like it's always been this and duh, it's always been this, but never has it been more apparent to me that all Democrats want to do is nothing so that they can use the nothing that they did to say, listen, do you know how much worse it's going to be if you don't vote in November? And it's like, you said this to us last time and we voted for you. And the thing that was not supposed to happen just happened because there's about Mm -hmm. to be a fucking primary. Do you think that we're idiots? I mean, we're being treated like morons here. And that's what really, Mm -hmm. really upsets me because I mean, I, I vote Democrat because here's here's what I vote Democrat because all the things that they say that they're going to do, I like those things. They don't do them, but the, but all the boxes when you check off all the th- and that's that's the the issue. I I I hate Republicans for the things that they do, and I hate Democrats for the things that they don't. If that makes sense, and that's it's just, fair. Every fucking time, man. Well, if you don't vote this time and we want what you're not going to codify some other bullshit that you said you were going to. I mean, I'm going to fucking vote again, but it's a never ending cycle. Pete, repeat, Pete, repeat. Yeah, I would say I think it would have done more for turnout. They use that forty four million dollars to run some uh, ballot initiative campaigns in a bunch of different states and get a constitutional rights to state constitutional rights to abortion on a bunch of ballots for this fall. That probably would have got turnout and helped real people a lot more than paying consultants forty four million dollars. Uh, one last case we're going to talk about Democrats doing this shit is we talked a lot about Peter Meyer before. He's a Republican from um, Michigan who one of the first things he did in Congress was vote to impeach Trump. And his life's been hell ever since. Yeah, and Democrats look at him and like, well, that might be a seat we can pick off if we get a little weaker candidate. So they're spending a bunch of money to elevate the MAGA election turning guy over top of one of the few sane Republicans who voted to impeach Trump. Um, <laughs> Trump only endorsed the challenger precisely because Meyer did not vote to overturn the election. Right. Uh, again, this is a guy, like, he'd been in Congress for three days <laughs> during, the fucking, during the fucking insurrection. Uh, they're spending $425,000 to put, put a bunch of ads. That was elevating. his first week of work, was the insurrection. Yeah. Jesus Dude. Christ. Marjorie Taylor Greene hadn't even been sworn in yet. It was already going to election overturning meetings. It was also her first week. Um, so the only thing is, this is a... Meyer won the district 53, 47, and 2020. So it is a Republican district, but not like hugely. And they also got... The district maps got redrawn to be a little bit more competitive. So it is theoretically possible that this could help Democrats pick up this seat. But if you don't... Yeah, right. <laughs> You've made the country and Congress significantly worse, so I guess don't fuck it up. Um, anyway, so the last one I want to tell you about, we talked, mentioned the mission of the governor's race. I just want to mention this because it happened yesterday. It's pretty funny. So uh, Trump was pushing a guy named uh, uh, Dan Cox, who's a MAGA lunatic, and he did win the primary. Not Democrats Where did that. Maryland. Maryland. Right. So Maryland's a blue state. It's pretty safe anyway, but Trump... Uh, <laughs> Put out this statement yesterday after uh, New York Times did some story about his power over the party waning. Uh, one of the third-rate columnists wrote a story on Saturday saying that despite almost universal victories in every race, every major race, which isn't true, Trump may be losing his power. That article written by Ross Douthat doesn't cover, quote, minor events like the fact that on Tuesday in the great state of Maryland, Dan Cox, a person not known but strongly endorsed by me. <laughs> so, <laughs> He endorsed and disowned this motherfucker in the same time. At the same time, because he knows he's going to lose. Oh uh, God! 
Anyway, Larry Hogan came out and said he's not voting for Cox, even though he's a Republican governor of Maryland. So Cox is probably toast. But how how anyway, difficult was it for Trump right there to say that, knowing that by saying that it means even though I endorsed him, still not a lot of people know or give a shit about him. This this total piece of shit, comma who I endorsed. Like I love I love Trump sentence constructions because it's like what, dude? Again, <laughs> I, we've gotten trouble for it before, and I and trust me, the him being a, uh, a a global catastrophe far outweighs it. But the guy's hilarious. Like I like I'm glad that he's not on Twitter, but I do love the like. It's like he uh, it's like he puts out a special once a mm-hmm. week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where <laughs> it's it's the big long thing. They're always hilarious. Like, obviously, the John Bolton one was the funniest, but like, yeah, Trey brings it up. The guy's funny as shit in a horrible way. I don't, I I can, sometimes he's funny on purpose. Most of the time, he's not funny on purpose. That was not on purpose. That was just him trying to, like, he, he's a brilliant at saying things you can take either way. Like, you'd say either he's saying he's giving up on this guy or he's endorsing it. It's both things at the same time. Yeah. Uh, All right, Mac, look for some comments. Um, uh, We'll throw up on the screen when you got them. So, Trump gave a speech in D.C. today where he talked about homelessness. And uh, <laughs> is he pro it? Is he pro homelessness? It was. It didn't use a dumbass because the speech itself wasn't funny. There was really one really funny moment which I'll get to. But he was talking about how to deal with homelessness, and he talked about designing a bunch of like camps on the edge of cities with drug counselors and jobs programs and stuff, and building them nice tents. And I was like, hurting people in tent cities is horrific, right? But how many people are actually proposing anything? <laughs> it's like, it's like, gee, like the the, the hurting's the bad part. If you set up like a place for people to go to get help, that's awesome. But like, yeah, when you're talking about move forcibly. That's called a social people. program, and we love those, and would like to do yeah. more of them. And we could probably put some of our thirty-three to forty-four fucking million dollars that we give some dipshit into that instead. Yeah. Uh, Guy Kervik says, don't forget that like button. You hit like and subscribe and all those things that Trey always forgets because he's a huge fucking dumbass. And he ain't going to see this. So I can see He's that. just such a big star, man. He can't. Uh, <laughs> those are not things that Trey can do. I swear uh, to God, that motherfucker, we, he's been doing stand-up for like, well, I guess if I've been doing it 18 years, he's been in it like 12 or something like that. And uh, and he's been internet famous for six and still has not learned one more new thing about how the internet works since the day it made him famous. Dude, learning new stuff does not hit. I do not no, like not, it. Oh, no. um, so the funny part of the uh, Kim Casado says it was Schmitzke, not Schlitz. Yeah, That's right. You're brand. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Good fact check. I love I love a fact check. Uh, Chris Farley yeah. fact check. Uh, so the funny part of the homeless thing, he was this speech was only aired on Newsmax because the only channel that airs Trump speeches. So right in the middle, he's talking about homelessness and how to fix it by hurting people in the camps at gunpoint to help them. A gold coin commercial slides into half the screen. And it's like with with so-and-so purchase of so amount of MAGA merch, you get a free gold commemorative gold coin. So while he's talking about helping the poorest of poor people, the lowest of the low, a bunch of boomers are like, if I buy three more MAGA hats, I get a gold coin. I get a gold coin. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, some other hellscape news. When Matt's getting some more comments, I knew this was going to this was coming because we talked last a couple weeks ago about how the the Dobbs decision overturning Roe v. Wade is going to bleed into free speech stuff. South Carolina state senator has introduced legislation that would make it Ill- illegal to host a website or provide an internet service with information that is reasonably likely to u- be used for an abortion and directed at pregnant people in the state. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure uh, how they're going to enforce that. Imagine if you host a website in California. South Carolina is going to try to extradite you to try you for a uh, right. conspiracy to commit. Again, prosecutors are really creative. Yep, they are. When it comes to people they want to prosecute, what should the message be for Dems leading up to November? Uh, <laughs> I, they don't lean into culture war stuff enough, and I don't necessarily mean be uh, like going toe to toe with them, like on right on their own merits, but like absolutely, these people are too insane to be trusted with the rights to power, and. Jesus said, be nice to people. <laughs> Don't right. go out of your way to punish them and be cruel. All that shit. Like these people are not living up to anything they say. They, they, they're irresponsible. And one party, when they take power, they're not going to relinquish it. And one party rule makes everything more corrupt and every country more poor. You're going to be paying a tax 
for authoritarian rule is you let these motherfuckers have power. That 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 that'd be what I'd lean into. But they're going to talk about kitchen table issues, like we're going to we're going to save you three percent on your drug prescription drug costs if you buy carbon offsets for your trans teens or something. It's going to be something weird like that because that's all they fucking know how to do is like do word salad about obscure programs nobody knows how to access. They Which just me I mean. Go back to your roots and start talking about how you're the fucking party of the working man, for God's sakes. Like, yeah. it couldn't be more clear. Like, we're pro-union, we're pro-healthcare, all this shit. Just lean into that instead of, and I'm not saying that this is something that we shouldn't do, but instead of every single thing you say being like, and we will we will not dead name you or call you by the wrong pronoun. That's great. I'm glad. But like. You there's so many of these Bernie motherfuckers that would have been on your team, but they fell to Trump because you don't speak for him anymore. And all you do is talk about how shitty these other people are. They're met. Here's what the Democratic messaging should be come this November. A message, any message at all. That's not, hey, don't vote for them. You fucking assholes. I think like. So the thing that Trump and Obama both had in common was their outsider candidates. They could credibly run as outsider candidates. Obama had been against the Iraq war and Trump uh, had never had a job before, much less in politics. But like people like when you when you run against the establishment. Now, I know it's hard to do when you're in power, but it's very easy to do in America because corrupt, <laughs> corrupt businesses control everything. So if you just ran against big business and followed through, the, give us five more votes, we'll raise the minimum wage, we'll codify Roe, we'll do these things. And then when you take power, actually fucking do them. Right. Uh, did, did Corey's right that they don't follow through enough or not? It's not that they wouldn't like to like. They've been running on like uh, Medicaid, be, Medicare. They don't negotiate prescription drug prices since 2006. In the party platform, since 2006, they had a unified trifecta control of the government. 2008 to 2010 didn't pass it because you know Joe Lieberman didn't want to or whatever. And like you can't have something in your platform for 16 fucking years and never even credibly try to pass it because like credibly trying to pass it doesn't mean like introducing the bill and then it getting 50 votes and the, and then saying that's not enough you have to right. like a boss to filibuster and actually you got to you got to push with stuff with your whole chest yeah <laughs> because, right because otherwise people think you don't mean it or you don't care enough like it, going back to like kitchen table issues being warm-hearted and generous in your private life about social stuff, like pronouns, your bio, all that stuff is perfectly well and good. But if you raise the minimum wage, you know else's wages go up? Trans people, gay people. Exactly. Lesbian. Right. Like it's like you get – that helps people buy medicine. helps people be – you're safer from the world when you have more money. You just are. Yeah, and like, I, just, So like I don't know, man. My question would be like just do stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, there's anything. Like Biden being asleep, being asleep on the wheel on judges, or he was doing good on judges for the first year or so, then completely gave up on it. Like these aren't just like uh, you know, like uh, social causes. It's like judges decide stuff. Like when you sue your employer, what rights do you have? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How much contamination can be in your kid's pool? Uh, <laughs> T. T. Grenfell says these corporate dams are too scary to back up working people. I, like they're just centrists. I think I've talked about this before, but centrist is like a personality type, not an ideology. You just want everyone to calm down. And so like when one side's yelling and one side just wants everybody to not yell, what you end up with is the yelling side running everything. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, the, the, the side that like it's only one side ever says I'm going to reach across the aisle and that's us. And I, I, I know that, you know, what Obama say uh, when they go low, you go high or whatever. Fuck that mm-hmm. shit. It ain't working. Quit reaching across the aisle. They don't do it. We don't do it. Like, all you're doing is trying to appeal to Republicans who are never going to vote for you in the first place. If you look at any voter turnout, we we clearly always win the popular vote. There's more of us. Try to get the rest of them invigorated to actually vote, and we win every goddamn time. Fuck all Dude, this shit. They literally tried to murder Nancy Pelosi on January 6th. And she's still right. saying to be the strong Republican Party. If they're any stronger, Nancy, you'd be dead. You'd be <laughs> fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So before we go, a couple things. Uh, like, subscribe, all that jazz that we just went into. Here's Tr- Trey's in Connecticut tonight, I believe. Here's his upcoming tour dates on the screen right now. And, uh, and after Connecticut, it goes to Albany, Syracuse, Des Moines, Omaha, Kansas City, and then Lowell, Arkansas for, for four shows. And also, oh, wow. He's back with uh, Corey and Drew, I believe, on the road. Is it Raleigh? 
Uh, yeah, we're going to be in Raleigh uh, October 6th through 8th. The, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's up yet at wellreadcomedy.com. I tweeted the link, uh, but you can uh, uh, you, you can find it. We're at Good Nights Comedy Club, so you go there and go ahead and get the tickets to August, or excuse me, August. October 6th through 8th, we're going to be in Raleigh. Those will sell out, so get them quick. Yeah, what I like about y'all's show is uh, even, <laughs> people think of you as a group, but you have three very distinct styles of doing comedy, which really uh, all of which Very much so. Me. Yeah, it's a uh, fun show. Uh, also, uh, me and Trey on our, uh, been doing our, uh, Patreon. If you go to, I forget where you go, you go to weeklyskews.com slash more. Uh, you can sign up for the Patreon or go on Patreon to search Trey's name. Also, Corey has a sub stack. Is it called, what's it called? Corey writes it's, for you. It's Corey writes for you.com. Uh, I write, uh, I write essays. I write poetry. Uh, I do, uh, funny things also. And, uh, also there's audio, like I do podcasts and I read my own stories and such. It's free if you want to subscribe, but there's also a $5 tier, which is where you get things early. You get audio, you get video. Um, but if you can't afford that, but would still like it, you can just email me at buttercreamcory at gmail.com and I will comp you. No questions asked. You don't have to write me a whole thing. I'll just do it. It's totally fine. So yeah, coreywritesforyou.com. That's the best way to support me uh, personally, because I'm not touring this summer. And uh, you also, because you're writing your book, right? And uh, that is that is true. I'm writing a book. Me and me and Trey Lane over there. And that's a and that's a clip. That's a that's a still image from your podcast, your video podcast, you <laughs> with Trey called "Putting on Airs," which is also that's on it. Patreon, I believe. Uh, no, All it's right. not on Patreon yet. It will oh, be, yeah. but you can just you can watch it at watchpoa.com or get it wherever you find your podcast. It's called "Putting on Airs," and it's a hell of a good time, and I have a lot of fun doing it. Awesome. So be sure and check that out. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Mark Agee. That's Corey Ryan Forrester. And some group of us will be back next Tuesday. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> Later.